I'm pulling up the discussion points from... We're almost to double digits, fellas. Episode number nine, Between Two Sheets. Nolan Axton, Clay Feldner, and Wesley Mason here with you. On an early Sunday morning, early for me on a Sunday morning at least, I'm usually like a sleep in till 10.45, 11 o'clock kind of guy. Clay got up a little early. He was a little moody when he showed up to the club. You want to talk about that? No. <laughs> Still moody then? <laughs> um, good episode last week, fellas. Yeah, it was great. I got a lot. First time I've gotten positive feedback. And any, the first time I've gotten feedback. The first time we've gotten <laughs> feedback, yeah, I was going to say. Um, kind of like us saying we're the number one curling podcast, right? Just It's just feedback. Yeah, now we're That's also we're the number one for. curling history podcast. Yeah, there we go. Wear many hats around here yeah. at the Minot Curling Club. Um, big week coming up, too, for the club. We got Winterfest in the countdown there, the final few days before, what is it, the 7th annual kicks off? That sounds right. That does sound right. I think it's 7th, yeah. I think I saw it on the yeah. sign when I drove in this morning. Uh, Clay, any spots open for that? I think there's two spots right now. Maybe three. So 17, 18 teams have signed up. A couple of spots left. If you haven't put your team in, make sure you hop on the website, click on the link, and get that done. Uh, and then today we got a better-looking crowd than we usually have, I would say. I mean, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's always... Why don't you introduce our guests? Introduce our guests, then. Uh, we got the ladies from Curl for the Cure here. Uh, ladies, can you introduce yourselves for us? Sarah Thorson. Brittany Tuchak, Kit Christensen. All right, thank if you. If we ever may have butchered your names <laughs> on this podcast before, we apologize. So, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for stopping in this morning. Um, kind of a busy upcoming month for you guys, too. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you got going on in the coming month here? So we have Curl for the Cure. It's our third annual event. Um, and we are doing a fun spill slash bond spill this year rather than the learn to curl and fun spill. So a little bit of different take on it. We're hoping to um, get some club or some teams from other clubs in different areas, um, bring them into the, the Minot Curling Club and show them a good time with, with us ladies. And it's Minot's first ever ladies bond spill, which is a pretty big deal, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. Um, can you touch on a little bit of history? You said third annual. A little bit of the history of what Curl for the Cure is and how it started? So three years ago, um, after one of our Monday or Wednesday curling games, um, sitting around and visiting with uh, Norma Bowles, Kay Watson, um, Lisa Loeffler, and Brittany. Lisa. Yep. And uh, Kay came up, and she is a she has battled and won with breast cancer, and she's in remission. And she had brought up that she would love to do something for ladies and raise money for breast cancer for travel. Um, for our local foundations and she was looking at next year at the time and we're like well why are we waiting till next year let's do it now so basically it was seven ladies who were planning a big party and that's how the first year started um, and then second year we're a little bit more organized um, third year we kind of feel like we've got you know we've got it together and we've got a, a system in place um, doing the little bit of change up with the taking the learn to curl out putting it into a fun spill We'll put a little bit of a different twist on it, but we're hopeful that we'll have a good turnout. Yeah, I think the first year is just trying to get a lot of women into curling because surprisingly, for this being this close to the border, there's not a lot of ladies who curl in Minot. So we got quite a few out and a lot of new curlers out of it. So now I think there's enough that we can make more teams to actually yeah. play. I think from the first year learn to curl, we the next year we had three teams that joined league. 
for the following year. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And so I think every year we've had like one more team that's joined or, you know, just getting a few more people out there. And I think just opening it up and it's not, you know, it, it's, you don't have to be afraid to come and try it. And it's a very um, risk-free environment when you're coming for the learn to curl or with it's just ladies, you kind of take that whole mixed element out of there. Um, and they really appreciate it. So, yeah, it's and been I, great. I think the community has been really great, too, with all the sponsorships. Um, but like we said, all the funds are going towards local cancer, Trinity and Sanford. It gets split between them for, yeah, their travel if they need to pay for a hotel, treatments, etc. And so all the local businesses have been really great yeah. about donating. Yeah, we're slowly finding more and more businesses locally that are specifically female-owned um, and so they've been super outreach worthy with us and very easy to work with. And then more businesses, you know, once that sponsor us through the curling club as a whole, um, they're also happily willing to donate and help us out for specifically this event too. So that's been amazing to see that kind of outpouring of assistance. Uh, speaking of your guys' assistance there, uh, we had talked about it earlier when we uh, uh, brought this up on a previous podcast. How much have you guys raised uh, in your first two years? So the first year we raised about $1,800, um, which we were tickled pink over just because, um, you know, again, it was us planning a big party, basically. Um, and then last year we raised $5,000. So we were able to donate 2500 to Stanford and 2500 to Trinity. So... Um, we feel like we're giving a substantial contribution back to our community um, and to to those ladies that are in need of assistance. Um, you know, travel and is not covered by any of your major medical. Um, so unless they have a supplemental insurance to help with those expenses, that really adds up quickly and it it prevents some people from going to where they may want to for their you know extra treatments or an extra appointment. So. Hopefully, we're impacting a lot of ladies um, who are who are dealing with this, and they're helping their families. Um, our yes, we were dealt, you know, with with Kay, and you know, being very close to us. But individually, we've all dealt with family members, close friends that have dealt with breast cancer. So it's a, it's an issue that's very um, very important to all of us. I would say one of the really cool things um, at the Curling for the Cure that they do is um, we make luminaries, and so their bags with lights in them and everyone can write a message on them for somebody that they know that has battled breast cancer and that is a really great fundraiser for the event as well so a lot of people too can just uh, transfer in money and anyone that's at the event can write names on bags for you and that's um, been done and so we've had really great success with that yeah that that you know I'm, I don't tear up for easily but that one usually brings a tear to my eye because we turn the lights down uh, we have all the luminaries lining the the boards on the ice and then it's just lit up with all these luminary bags and they have messages on them and it's just you know some people who have have won their battle and some who have not and it's just a very very touching moment so go ahead speaking of activities during the event um what other things do you have going on uh i seem to remember there was bagpipers I'm going to say, we can't forget the bagpiper. The bagpiper is awesome. A conga line of some sort? Our bagpiper will be back this year. He'll be part of uh, Saturday's entertainment. Uh, We have secured um, Miles Barkham, sorry, 
uh, for our Saturday night entertainment. So And the Sweet Dreams, Miles Barker and the Sweet Dreams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. a big and, name. Yeah. And he learned what song, I don't know, he has a new song that he learned after being with the Curling Club last year that he was requested many times to play. So, really? Yep, he has his new song that he, he learned after last year, so he's we were super excited for that. Um, we are having our meal catered in by um, Melissa from Arnie's slash 1685. Um, she's doing our catering our meal for us. So even if you do not want or you don't have a team or you don't know how to curl and you just want to come down and partake in the events of the day, we've got the raffle and the silent auction as well. Um, it's $40 and that's your entertainment and your meal ticket. Um, come down, have fun, partake in just some great friendship, um, just a great evening all the way around. We yes. do have some of our local um, ladies from the Bridge Club that will come down, and they will play <laughs> bridge um, during the day. They they absolutely they have a ball when they're here, so we usually set them up on in one of the areas, and yeah. If somebody wanted to curl in it, is it still $40 to curl? Does that cover both, or is the 40 just for uh, coming in and participating in the entertainment and food? To curl, it's $200 per team, okay. and that gets you, again, your, your meal. Um, you have a beverage token with that, and then the top two teams from Pool A and Pool B will also get a prize. So really, so, uh, ten dollars more a person. Like, so if you if you wanted to curl, it would fifty bucks uh, yeah. individually. And then that gives you your three games, your three guaranteed games to play. So speaking of teams, then, so if somebody, um, because it's a women's only event and our leagues here are, are mixed, if if a girl wants to join and she doesn't have a full team, are you doing a, a setup where you'll you'll match players together? Yes, we're asking for them to. I think it's. Contact Kit or any of us. Yeah, one of the three of us. I think our cat whose names are, if you go to the website or our Facebook page, it'll have the contact information. And then just let us know um, that you, you know, there's one of you, there's two of you, there's three of you, um, you know, and then we'll we'll match teams up together that way. Yeah, we're too. really hoping to get all the lady members of the Killing Club out. So we're happy to make teams. And that's going to require some people to kind of reach outside their comfort zone too. But that's that's a big part of this event is getting people together that maybe you wouldn't normally hang out or be on a team together, get to meet some new people or or get to know people that you may just see from time to time at the club. So um, a lot of our teams just have one or two ladies on them. There aren't a lot of full ladies teams. So we're really going to have to reach out and work hard and, and kind of match some people up and hopefully create a lot more teams than we were expecting. And I think that's a great thing about the curling club that a lot of people don't know is it's just a great community. And so if you're not from here, like I'm not, I'm from Canada and you come here and you feel like you're at home, just everyone is so friendly and it's just a really great place to come. Um, and another thing for the event is we're doing a St. Patrick's Day theme on the Saturday. So everyone is encouraged to dress up in their best attire and Pink and green, pink green and green. All right. Speaking of the Saturday, there, what is the time frame for the event? It starts on a Friday night and it runs through Saturday evening. Are you guys going into Sunday at all? Uh, Sunday will depend on what we have for teams. Okay, so that's dependent on yeah. registration. Okay. And you mentioned a little bit of a format change this year. Uh, what what kind of format are you guys looking to to do as far as the games and the structure of the bracket? So we we'll have two pool A, pool B. Um, it'll be you'll be guaranteed three games. With six ends, each will start Friday. 
right around five is what we kind of figured for our first game. Um, so we'll do two, two, two yeah, two games on Friday, and then we'll start Saturday morning at eight. Any any experience required if you have a friend who wants to try it out? It's no, it, it's a you know, it's a bonds bill slash funds bill. Um, so everyone, come on out. I mean, if you're a beginner and you're by yourself, we'll hook you up with the team and mix and match everyone. So it's just going to be a great event. I think everyone's pretty relaxed. So if there is a full beginner team, we'll be happy to move players around from other teams to make sure somebody has at least somebody who knows what's going on on a team. Sure. Yeah, we're kind of, I think some of the women's teams that currently exist are going to kind of divide and conquer, you know, separate their normal day-to-day teams so that we can spread the love and maybe take on some newer curlers so that they can feel comfortable that someone knows what's going on and, and we can help them win some games. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to touch on as far as events at the Bonspiel format? Uh, anything like that? You know, I, I just... Just want to say thank you to the Curling Club and then all the different members who help us out. We have so many volunteers um, that come in and give their day um, and work, you know, they'll be cleaning ice for us between games, pebbling. Um, Bartending. Yeah, different, you know, helping out with cleaning, those type of things. Um, and the club's been great to, to really get behind us and whatever we need. So, um, you know, we have a bunch of ladies commandeering building for the day so you know boys lose their bathrooms um, <laughs> now, uh, there'll, be, there'll be three ladies washrooms in the building and only one male so um you know yeah. it's, it's all fun and games when we lose ours but yeah, it goes the other way yeah. 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 <laughs> they're ever lying out of yours um, <laughs> they'll smell really great when we're done it's always nice and clean and you have a nice air freshener in there <laughs> Um, touching on uh, supporting uh, your guys' event there, the Curl for the Cure, um, if someone can't make it or they want to make a donation, um, who should they make that out to if they're writing a check? Is there a specific organization uh, that you guys run it through or straight to Trinity or Sanford? Or? So if they're going to make a, a donation with a check, they can write it to the Minot Curling Club um, and just put Curling for the Cure in their memos. The memo line? Uh, okay. We also have a Venmo set up this, at the same for the Curling yep. Club so they could Venmo it if, they, if that's more... That's the, um, the Curling Club Venmo as well? Yep. So that would be uh, the at Minot Curling. Right? Curling Club Venmo, Curling Club Square, or checks. But yeah. All okay, of them so we'll, we'll be running it through the we, Curling Club. Okay. And then we issue okay. a check. Yep. Yeah. All right, so out of the last three years, because um, you ladies have played in all three Bonspiels, correct? All right, What uh, what is your favorite story or memory from the last, well, a couple years, three years? I don't know if we can share that podcast probably doesn't honestly come from from the ice in all honesty it's um the just the friendship the great friendships that we have and the bonding getting to know more people when we're we're upstairs and the entertainment and you just see a different side of of people that you maybe don't normally see during the regular hours of the day um and it's Age, there is, there are no age barriers. I think that's the best thing. It doesn't matter if you're in your 20s or you're in your 60s. Or your 90s playing bridge. Yes, there is no age barrier <laughs> at all. Everyone just is here. Girls just want to have fun. And yes. that's what happens. In the night, there's pink boas everywhere, and everyone's dancing, and it's just, it's really fun. And you meet a lot of people that you would have never 
met before or even just talked to in your normal passing at even the curling rink. It's just now you're all merged and it's a really, really great time. Yeah. yeah I've witnessed it firsthand. It's, it might be more work than shirt sleeve, to be honest. Being the beverage service. We like to have a good time. Nice yeah. your clientele, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little friendlier. Yeah. A little, little yeah. friendlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great event for a great cause, and it sounds like it's an absolutely great time to just come down, meet new people, hang out with the same old people. Either way, it's a good time. Um, how are we doing on time, Wes? Uh, we're doing great on time. I was going to suggest here, if, if you guys don't mind, um, since we have you on the podcast and we've gotten through our, our Curl for the Cure updates, um, I would really like to hear your guys' experience getting started with curling um, and what that's been like, uh, again, from the female perspective, being a, a, a very small minority at our club. I would bet, what, less than 10% of our members are women, something around there. Um, so I, I think if we have time and the opportunity, you're willing to speak on say, it. But I would, I would think we're more than 10%. That. You are, you are? Okay. I, so. I was looking over the registration a year before, and I was thinking like 15, 10, but... There's know. a lot on Mondays. I was going to say Monday is pretty heavy. Yeah. Monday is? Okay, that's great. That's great. See, I just yeah. curled like the Tuesday night and then the military league, and my military league is pretty skewed, military too. That one's, that one's but, tough. But. but I see over the past few years, even, there's a lot more lady curlers than mm-hmm. before. But, yeah, I grew up in Canada, so I grew up curling, grew up in a curling ring with my parents curling, and so... Um, but then going through university, you kind of step away. And so once we moved here, I didn't know anyone at all. And um, you kind of feel pretty isolated. And then um, through my husband's work friends, he's like, oh, so-and-so needs a team member. Would you want to play? I'm like, yes. And then you come, and it's literally just like you're at home. And it's so welcoming. And so for me, it's just a great experience to get back on the rink. Yep. Um, so same thing. I grew up in northern Saskatchewan, so you a great portion of your winter is spent at the curling rink or the skating rink. Um, but then when I graduated high school many, many, many years ago, <laughs> um, came to here to college, and I just haven't had the opportunity to get back into it. Uh, when I graduated, we moved to Garrison, so obviously there's no curling rink in Garrison. Um, and just busy running with my kids. And so three years ago, um, found myself where I had, like, a, finally a free evening Wednesday nights were free in my world, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go crazy sitting at home. I'm not a idle person. So put it out there on, you know, Facebook land, like, hey, I'm looking for three, more, three four more people who wants to curl with me. And really got together um, quite a, a, an eclectic team <laughs> um, that first year. And then, yeah, I've just been back into it and met some great friends, um, you know, friendships that have just been irreplaceable to me um, and meant so much and I've been really impressed by the welcoming of the curling club Um, you know it is majority of it is males and so sometimes walking into that as a you know a female it can be like you know what's the what's the tone going to be and it's West Not. changing in the middle of the locker room in front of everybody. <laughs> I have walked in on that. We all that, grow, that, you know. You, know. <laughs> you don't know until it's pointed out to you. West may not be the only one who just likes to drop their pants in the dressing room, even though it's really not a it's a locker room, room, not a dressing room. Um, that's something we can maybe address, like later. Like maybe we can have a designated curtain. I did tell you, like, to the, you know, the plastic thing up from your wedding. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah. Again, that would have got left up, but the kids ripped it down oh, immediately. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if, if yes, some actually. of the men in the club are, are hoping that that, you know, goes both <laughs> yeah. ways or what. But, yeah, we maybe need to well. address that. <laughs> it's, it's been about, I don't know, 
50 years here and it hasn't gone both ways, so we could probably give up on that. <laughs> no, that dream won't come to fruition. It was actually in yeah. the plans before the condenser. We were going to do an upstairs remodel here, but the funding kind of dried up pretty quickly. So Yeah, Heidi Super had brought that up a couple of years ago, and we had had uh, tentative plans to extend the bathrooms out there for changing rooms and then change that up in there, too. Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe after, someday. After this loan's paid off, I think we're going to be doing an upgrade upstairs here. Nice. Kit, what about you? Mine is not growing up curling. I am not from Canada. I'm not from the north. Uh, I'm from. I was really hoping you were because I was like, we got you guys outnumbered today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nope. no. Um, I'm from Wyoming. Um, born and raised down in Laramie, and so ended up up here. Followed my husband, uh, who's an engineer for oil and gas. So got up here, and the first time I curled was hit the shirt sleeve. <laughs> and uh, my just, was just really jumping in with both that was, uh, <laughs> Had you been to the club before? I or? had been to the club once, and I didn't even curl. Shout out Mount Fawson for teaching some work people how to curl. So I kind of knew what it was, but I never tried it. And then a couple work friends invited my husband and I to curl in the shirt sleeve. And our first match was against Lynn. Um, and we beat him. <laughs> I don't think he was very happy about it, but it's okay. We've come a long way now, so I don't feel as bad anymore. But um, we played with the Fossens for our first year. We actually won the city championship, ironically. Um, and then the second year, we played with the Fossens again. And now we feel confident enough that we have our own women's team and the boys have their own team now. So... It's been really fun. Um, it's definitely nice to get away from, you know, the day-to-day -day work groups and stuff like that. Find a different crowd to hang out with and everyone, again, super welcoming, super fun. Love the Bonspiel environments. Love just hanging out, having a beer with friends that we know. So, uh, Do you guys curl on different nights then, the men's and the, the husband's and the wives team? Is we that... do now because babysitting is expensive. <laughs> so, yes. Do you have plans for the the showdown at the end of the year? Get a, a prize and a belt for the the men's versus women's oh, offer. Oh man, that's a really great idea. You guys should do a battle of the sexes. That'd be a lot we of fun. We should. We should. We should get some fancy belts or like a toilet seat trophy or something. For the losers, <laughs> I like. It. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe we'll treat it the opposite way. Um, <laughs> so all three are kind of from different parts of the world. We got it. In Alberta, we got a northern Saskatchewan, we got a Wyoming learned in North Dakota. Uh, what's like some of the weird ways that you were taught to curl or weird things that you, <laughs> you learned about curling? That Well, um, everyone here throws the turns the wrong way. 100% so. they do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. So, so the right way. Know, like, Brittany and I think that we do it the normal way. And then Kit comes and subs for your team and teaches your whole team to throw the wrong way. No, <laughs> I'm Team Wes. <laughs> but yeah, if you learned, me and Matt learned to curl in the same place. So I and Jesse too. Yeah, yeah. So you need to learn, you to learn the Minnesota way. I think Minnesota yeah. is a special place. Yes, <laughs> it is. I think there's just little, there's little things that are different that you know. Yeah, I think growing up in Canada too, like a curling, it's curling, and so I think maybe even etiquette is just a lot different and maybe more serious. Um, which maybe is something we could work on here too. But yeah, that's different. I mean, serious, but it's just an. It's an ingrained, it's just the normal. Like yeah. there are certain etiquettes that are just normal. You're having fun. Whereas it seems like sometimes. You guys don't have a sweeper's powwow at the hog line every time between <laughs> shots up in uh, Saskatchewan? Uh, well, we no? have two Aidens up there. So there's that's too long. 
gosh, can you imagine what time second draw would get done God. if we did eight ends? Well, no. Everyone's here till 11. Yeah, you're here till like, I don't get home till like 1045. the last one off the ice, no matter what the way it is. Um, you mentioned etiquettes, so we did a, a pet peeve episode back when we first got this going. Yeah, that might have been that's what I was oh, thinking no. of when pet, you asked the question. What's an everyone pet yeah, peeve? Pet Other than people Other changing than... in the locker room. Yeah, we, we covered that. I would say that was a pet peeve. Dressing? No, locker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, mine, probably my number one to pet peeve is the whole team in the house while the end's still going on. So we were groomed that it is the third and the fourth are the only two that are to be passed the hog line. Um, and then the thirds make the call on the rocks that are counting as pointers. So and that's... Hang, and that's, hang the score. And hang the score. Yeah, told you. Yeah, like it's, score, it's, yeah. it's kind of a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah. It's like, or, you know, and you, you, it's a mutual thing. Like you don't tell the other team... Like, you look at it, and you're very polite, like Canadian polite, I don't know, um, about, okay, is that what you see? I see that? Okay, we're going to go with two, and that's for yellow. I mean, it, yeah, that's one thing that's a lot different. I think my thing is being ready to play. I find a lot of the times you're just waiting, and people, like, you know, when the other end's done, you should be ready to throw your rock when the other team is finished. And I find a lot of times the other team is standing in your line of view, chit-chatting, and I'm like, excuse me, separate. Like, yeah, that's the hog line yeah, discussion taking place. Okay, and, yeah, yeah blocking the shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Go back to your own spot. Yeah. <laughs> Kit, let me guess. Yours is getting lectured on etiquette. <laughs> I don't know. People <laughs> trying to rush you, I tell you to stand. So, so Matt Fawson's a really great teacher, and he has the best way of coaching without making you feel like suck um <laughs> so i think i've gotten numb to that but my biggest pet peeve especially when you're like on the late draw kind of going into the being ready to play the person that has their whole superstitious routine getting into the hack and throwing a rock <laughs> like if it takes more than 30 seconds to throw your rock i'm like okay tap in my foot let's move <laughs> mm -hmm. is, is it bad that i have like a laundry list of people I get it, but it's not baseball. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, it's not the Scotties, and I think there's a few teams that take a very long decision <laughs> with even just two of them at the other end as to what the next play is going to be, and you want to start playing the Jeopardy song. Like, okay. It's a I, I, rock, I think like that there's a <laughs> there's a scale for it too. If you're going to spend three minutes discussing with your team your shot, and then you miss it by two and a half feet, <laughs> clearly you're not at the level that you should you're be right. to be contemplating that level yep. of accuracy. Or when you know? you're down by seven, like how much time do you really need to spend? <laughs> I shook on a game. It was fifth end. I was down seven, and I was like, "We're not getting eight this end." So here you go. We're done. You know. Yep. Early beverage For which time. your team probably thanked you. Yeah, yeah. They were supportive. They were telling me, I'm getting there, guys. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I think there, there's some that, you know, kind of, it's like Top Gun. Tom Cruise holding Goose's tags. Talk to me, Goose. I mean, I don't know if they're like, talk to me, Ice, or what, but it's like, <laughs> come on, like, put your broom down. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, we're at uh, 27 here. I think uh, if we yeah. got a couple of last questions to end on, or what are we going to do? Um... I have, you guys got anything else? I don't think so. I think um, I've asked everything I typically you, ask. I'm sorry, I would just like to say if there's anyone else listening out in the community who would like to donate 
cash or raffle prizes or anything like that to CareerLink for the Cure. We're always open to more monies and donations and all the things. I, I, I don't know if we asked that. Is there any sort of specific raffles or is it just like Are you guys doing prize? a silent auction? We could drop off different yep. items that are, are in good condition and have some value? Okay. Yep. So we usually wait until we have all of our all our donations and then we kind of go through that and decide what's going to be silent auction and what's going to be a raffle item okay. and we might combine a few to make a silent auction just kind of depends on what we have um we're not we're not picky if you're willing to to give a donation we are more than you know so happy that you to do that and um yeah we just make it work for cash donations are always welcome Yep. Can they uh, drop them off at the club here, or should they uh, try and contact you guys to arrange drop somewhere specific? Drop-offs okay. at the club are fine, or contact one of us. Again, uh, we do have a Curling for the Cure Facebook page as well. Um, you can find it a link to it on the Curling Club's website. Yep. Um, so Might we're kind of out there a few different places. All right. All right. Good. Perfect. Good. Well, ladies, thanks for joining us. Um, I think it was kind of a fun episode, learning a little bit about uh, the bond spiel and a little bit about how you guys learned to curl and what irks you on the Thank ice. Thank you so. for saying Bond Spiel. I know. That's one of my pet peeves, too. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Is it a pronunciation? Or did you say the, tournament or something? A spiel. A spiel. Yeah. Yeah. spiel. Yeah. Noted. That's a, that's a big thing. Okay, I do it, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, looking for the problem, and I was like, I'm part of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me, too, Wes. Me, too. I, 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 I try not to point it out because I feel like I think when I do it, but... Um, so yeah, good episode. Um, if you have any questions or, or want any more information, like like they said, you can check out the website, the Facebook page. Uh, a lot oh, of good links, good stuff there. All the links. Otherwise, I think we're done till next week, where we hit episode ten. You know what? Well, I feel big. better now after this it's podcast. I think I'm finally woken up. <laughs> I'm just go home for a nap. Clay is crabby. All right. Uh, well, until next week. Thank you guys very much. Bye.